and welcome everybody. This is Under the Streetlight, a casual podcast where we talk to those who really make the world amazing. I mean, we're talking, you know, give this world a something to look at, something to listen to, things that give our place such a unique and uh, unique character. Uh, before I bring our guest on, I do want to make a few quick announcements. Um, if you haven't already, be sure to hit that like, subscribe, follow, uh, share, and you know, not just mine, but our guest as well. And all the links for our, all of our assets are in the description down below. So again, go ahead, down, head on there and show everybody some support, not just for me, but for my guest as well. Uh, also, I do have a kind of a little bit of a side project going on right now, and it is Breakaway Media. Uh, this is where I do graphic design, um, ad design, uh, branding, things like that. So... <clears throat> Be sure to check that out. You can find that on Facebook. You can find that uh, both in group and as an official page. Uh, also, I do have merch. I, I have a few designs out, and the link for that is in the description below as well. And I am working on some design uh, designs that are relevant to what the show is all about. Art, music, literature, all that good stuff. Now, tonight, uh, uh, he reached out to me and uh, showed me a video that he had, and I will play that video later. Um, he does Elvis covers, and when he first said that, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit, okay, another one. But then I watched this video, and I heard him sing, and I got to say, I was actually very impressed. Uh, a lot of people in my family listened to Elvis, so I he was very much in the background in my younger years. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Steve Trams. How's it going, Steve? Good. How are you today? Not too, not too bad. You know, a little hot. You know, I'm sure you're hot too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm going to get all the uh, the common questions out of the way. Uh, you know, number one, and I know I asked you this uh, in the back room, but I think our listeners would like to know, why Elvis? Well, he's very popular. He's got a good voice, and he's the first singer to ever not use auto-tune like all these other singers do. Right. Yeah, I I can certainly agree to that. I mean, you know, especially when you find, like, the old album that didn't quite have the digital mastering, the fact that he could still sound amazing with the technology back then, that, that really says a lot about his ability. Yeah. Now, you first got into Elvis at what age? 14. And 14. And what were you listening to beforehand? Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Pantera, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, just right up my alley. I mean, that's my go-to everyday music. Um, but I have to be careful because that's also my slap the stupid out of people music. Uh, sometimes if I'm getting too into it and somebody crosses me, watch out. Um, now, you're, you're, you're 14. You're, you're jamming out to hardcore metal. Where did you first, where were you when you first heard Elvis and decided you wanted to make that transition to singing his song? Well, I was in the car with my mom and my mom turned to the Odie station and I heard this guy singing on the radio. I said, Mom, who is that? And she told me it was Elvis. And from then on, I was hooked. Nah, that's usually what it is. I mean, do you remember what song I was playing? That's all right, Mama. 
Oh, that's a good one. And, uh, you know, it's also kind of funny that you hear that song while you're riding in the car with your mom. Yeah, I know. So, now, when you first started getting into Elvis, I mean, were, were you already uh, singing at a level, you know, uh, performing anywhere or anything like that? Or did that come a little later? Well, that, that came a little later. Right. <clears throat> what was the first, uh, I mean, have you done any public venues? Yeah, I, I did um, nursing homes a lot. Okay. And how old were you when you first started doing that? 30. All right. And so between 14 and 30, were you just uh, casually singing along, at, singing along at home in the car? Or? Yeah, singing along and doing choir at school and did performances at school. Right. Um, now, real quick, I do want to... Uh, uh, Apologize to the owners if there's a little bit of a static. Uh, you know, there is a little bit of an internet issue. Um, so be patient with us. And so far, it's sounding, you know, pretty decent. Uh, it's not, you know, completely broken. Uh, but anyways, so now that we're, sorry, now that we're talking, you know, 14 and 18, uh, 14 and 30, and you're just singing casually along, did you ever sing around your friends? Yeah, I do uh, every day at school. They all liked it. They used to throw Ooh. money at. <laughs> and did your teacher ever try to push you in a direction to, uh, you know, to not to sound cliche, but to be a, an Elvis impersonator? No, I did that on my own. Okay. Have you ever thought about doing Vegas? Yeah, many times. Well, I mean, that's some pretty stiff competitions out there because there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, similar to you. Um, so, what was the first Elvis song that you actually, you know, put a lot of effort into learning and nailing, getting it just right? Uh, Mama Like the Roses, because that's one of my mom's favorite songs. Well, there you go. And... <clears throat> How did your friend react when you said that you wanted to do Elvis Curls? I mean, not that not that you could sing Elvis, but when you told him that you actually wanted to really focus on doing Elvis covers, were your friends supportive? Some were, some weren't. Some were like, "Ah, oh, you'll never get any fans or support support at all." Yes, I have a lot of fans and a lot of support out there. Right now. What are you doing to chase, you know, support chasing this dream? I mean, what are you doing with, you know, I mean, are you working? Yeah, I'm working and probably going to do an album here soon. Okay. And I, with this album, I mean, is this, is this something that uh, you're going to uh, do digitally? You know, have basically have a digital backing track. Uh, or are you hoping to actually get uh, actual live musicians in there and try to do a, you know, a, a live recording, basically? Oh, I wish I could do a live recording. Probably do digitally. Okay. And at, uh, are there any plans in the future to, you know, take it to the next level to, you know, try to make this um, 
a, a main job, a main source of income. Yeah, some somewhere in the future. Right. All right. Well, uh, before we go any further, I think I will play the uh, the video that uh, that definitely got my attention. And uh, do you know when the original song was written? No, no. Okay. Yeah, I. This is one that I mean. I. I don't think I've heard this one yet. I mean, I, you know, of Elvis. Uh, I've heard pretty much the first person I've heard sing this song. Uh, I may have heard it before and not really recognized it. But uh, this song is originally written by Elvis, but this is Steve Tram doing the cover of Peace in the Valley. Peace in the Valley. Well, I'm tired and so weary. But I must go alone Till the Lord comes and calls Calls me away, oh yes Well, the morning so bright And the lamp is alive and the night, night is as black as the sea. Oh, yes. There will be peace in the valley for me someday. There will be peace in the valley for me. Oh Lord, I pray. There'll be no sadness, no sorrow, no trouble, trouble I see. There will be peace in the valley for me. Well, the bear will be gentle, and the wolves will be tame, and the lion shall lay down by the lamb, oh, yes, and the beast from the wild shall be led by a child and I'll be changed changed from this creature that I am oh yes there will be peace in the valley for me someday there will peace in the valley for me. Oh Lord, I pray. There'll be no sadness, no sorrow. Oh darling, no trouble, trouble I see. There will be peace in the valley for me. 
There you have it. That is Steve Tram doing the cover of Elvis, Peace in the Valley. How many times did you actually sing that song before you uh, you got the recording you wanted for the YouTube show? Just once. Just once. Hmm. <clears throat> now, we were talking backstage earlier, and you mentioned that you were, you know, starting a record label. What's the name of it? Uh, Country Boy Records. And you're doing this with a friend of yours? Yeah, two friends. Now, how did you guys come up with the name Country Boy Records? Well, I live in the country, and I like country music, so. <laughs> now, uh, one thing I'm, I am kind of curious about, you know, I, I remember one song that always stood out in my mind, uh, and that's In the Ghetto. What was your reaction the first time you heard that song? It was a, I, it was a beautiful song. My, for, my reaction was it was a great song. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Right. And, and I've mentioned to, uh, you know, others that I, you know, we've talked about this song and I've watched other people uh, do reactions to this song. And one thing I'm always amazed is <clears throat> you got this guy who was singing this song late 60s, early 70s about something that is still relevant today. And people think that, you know, life in the ghetto really didn't appear in the music unless it was either in jazz and blues or if it was in uh, hip hop around the 80s and 90s. But when they find out that this song was done and that it was sung by Elvis of all people, uh, it really kind of resonates to the impact that you know his music had because every person that's ever heard it what I, that i've watched on youtube they've all said it had the same reaction you doing all right over there uh, we are experiencing some technical difficulties so hopefully this will get worked out but yeah if you guys don't you know haven't heard of elvis uh, in the Ghetto, go to YouTube, type in In the Ghetto by Elvis, watch it. You will not be disappointed. All right, well, oh, we've lost connection. So uh, we'll just keep talking and give him a few minutes, and hopefully he'll be able to get back on. Um, but again, oh, there he is. All right, you're back. Hello? Yep, we can hear you now. That's why you No. Hello? Yep, we can hear you. All right, something happened. Yeah, are you uh, experiencing any storms out there or anything like that? 
Okay, we've lost them again. All right, well, let's, uh, let's just kind of let him try to get things rebooted. And like I've mentioned before, if you haven't already, go down to the description below. Uh, click on all the link. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. There you can find him seeing other coverage from Elvis. And below his link, you will find a link for Under the Streetlight. Um, and uh, I do apologize for the slight technical difficulty difficulties we are having. Uh, if it turns out that he is not able to come back, I will get, get him back on and reschedule the show. Uh, because I would definitely like to try to help him. And she, all right, and he just popped back in. All right, you're back. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Not a problem. So, um, I was mentioning before, you know, the impact that music, uh, Elvis music had. You know, it, it's amazing how it still has that power today. Yeah. And, you know, for you, are you going, you know, once you, you know, a country boy record gets going, um, and you said you're going to try to release your first album, is this first album going to be like the, uh, the, the known hit, or are you going to try to go for music that most people don't recognize? Like, like his, um, fifties and gospel hits. There you go. You know, and, and not many people really know that, you know, the diehard Elvis fans know this, but uh, for people today that are just starting to hear about Elvis, what they don't really know is that he actually grew up in an African-American uh, church. Uh, and that a lot of his influences come from uh, his exposure to the African-American community back then. Mm -hmm. um, now, what do you know? What do you? What all do you know about Elvis in his life? <laughs> oh, I know a lot. I know that um, when he went in, play, paid his four dollars to sing two songs for his mom's birthday. Marion Kiesker was the one that discovered him, right. so he had to wait until 1954 for Sam Phillips to call him back because there was a song called i think it's called without you and it sounded just like elvis but it was a black guy that sung the song so they couldn't find the guy so sam phillips called elvis he tried the song he couldn't do it they tried many songs then he brought scotty moore and bill black on it they took a break and they were jamming out to that's all right mama and sam phillips told them to pick it up where they left off because that was going to be a hit record. Right. And <clears throat> how old was he when he produced that album? Do you know? Uh, I believe he was, oh my Lord, was he 18, 19? Somewhere around then. Yeah, because I know he was really young when he first, when he really uh, got into his music career. Yeah, and, he was uh, driving a tr truck for Crown Electric and he wanted to be an electrician. Right. Now, I also remember that 
he was very controversial for his time. I mean, when 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 people today listen to his music and they're watching videos, you know, we don't think anything of it. But back then, they thought he was, you know, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, they thought he was the devil. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember that gyrating he did. That drove the women nothing. I, you know, I can't help but laugh. <laughs> and uh, I remember there was actually a period, and this is something that, you know, not many people really, they kind of hear about, but they never really understand just how bad it was. You know, Elvis came out at a time when the civil rights music movement for the African-American was just starting to hit that boiling point. And he had been banned from certain towns because he had African-Americans in his band. And there are, and these are actually hard to find, but there are old videos of newsreels of people using racial slurs, you know, and calling Elvis all kinds of awful names. Yeah. Uh, um, now, with where you're at, you know, and you look back at that, how did that change the whole feel for Elvis music for you back from back then? No, it, it, it didn't change at all. Right. Well, once we uh, once we get to the point where you're actually starting to, you know, push out album, you know, we'll definitely have to get you back on. Now, from here, as you're trying to work on this, I mean, you're working for a company, and what do you there? What do you do with this company that you're working at? Uh, um, I, I do everything, host, serving, stuff like that. Right. And how do you divide your time up between your job and, you know, practicing Elvis songs, you know, trying to get this record label going? Oh, I practice Elvis songs while I'm at work. <laughs> now, why? What, what inspired you and your friend to try to create a record label? Well, I'm try, I've always been trying to get a record deal, and nobody would give me one. So I said, hmm, nobody's going to give me a record contract. Might as well start my own label. Right. And have you ever thought about getting on to shows like uh, AGT or X Factor or anything like that? Yes, I've tried many times. Never got picked. Mm, yeah, I mean, I know the music industry can be a pretty cutthroat industry. Um, I do wonder, with the way the music industry is, you know, the horror stories you hear, uh, I do wonder if that's something that really needs to change. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it does. Because there's a lot of crap that, you know, it doesn't need to happen, that doesn't need to happen. What are some of the things you would do to try to help make that better? Well, I'll have no language in my in my music. Uh, I'll be talking about real life. There you go. <clears throat> was there ever a time when you were, you know, at your, you know, chasing the dream? Was there ever a time when you just felt like, you know, I'm not sure I can do this? Yeah, that's when people were laughing at me. 
said, oh, this you will never make it, and you should give up, and stuff like that. So I thought maybe one day I should give up, but that didn't stop me. I'm st- right. And how did you... How'd you turn that around? I mean, what did you have to do in your head to just, you know, say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, just turn off the negativity. Right. And one of the things that I know is also pretty common is you get a lot of people, you know, Elvis is probably one of the most heavily impersonated, uh, you know, and, and covered uh, musician. Do you ever catch that kind of flack where people are like, you know, um, you're just a copycat? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Right. And what do you, you know, how, how do you respond to people like that? I just brush them off. Right. That's all you can do. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, that they try to, and, and I, I will admit I'm just as guilty. I've pointed, you know, this label at people before, uh, people who do coverage, you know, get that grief a lot, but I read something a while back. Uh, there's a, uh, a very young band called, uh, Greta Van Fleet. And they have been, uh, compared to Led Zeppelin. And honestly, the music style and the vocal style, it is very much like Led Zeppelin. And, you know, people were giving him a lot of grief. And one of the members from Led Zeppelin said, who cares? The fact that they can even do our song is impressive. So I kind of feel like that with you. You know, yeah, people might sit there and say you're uh, an Elvis impersonator, a copycat, whatever. But you know what? Let's see you try it. You know? Yeah, that's right. Now, one of the things that, you know, I've wondered, you say you live out in the country and you've gone, you know, you've done some performances at uh, home. Uh, Have you considered doing bars or small venues? Yeah, I do. I do uh, karaoke a lot. When I'm not working. Right. And I, dry, I dress up in his suits a lot. <laughs> How much did that set you back, money-wise? Oof, a lot. <laughs> well, you know what they say, go big or go home, you know, and if you're going to do it, do it right. That's right. Now, is, is there a way for people to be able to reach to you if they ever want to have you do a performance or? Oh, uh, yeah, Facebook. Okay. And uh, do you have, is it just your personal profile or do you have a page uh, dedicated to just your Elvis covers? Yeah, I've got my personal page and I got um, Steve Tram's Elvis tribute artist page. Okay. And, uh, you know, when we, towards the end of the show, I will, uh, after the show, I would like to get that information from you and get that posted up on the under the streetlight Facebook group and page. That way we can try to help get you out there a little bit more. Do you travel out of state? Not yet. haven't done that yet. I just do Ohio. 
for now. Right. What's the one place you would like to perform at more than anything else? Graceland. Mm, Graceland, of course. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, it, it, have you ever done a performance, you know, like, for example, with karaoke, uh, where you got, you know, gotten some jerks that have just kind of jeered at you and. Yeah. And you just kept on singing? Yeah. Now, what else have you done to try to, you know, pursue this singing? Buying a lot of stuff and mimic, uh, like, uh, performing... And watching his videos on how he dances and stuff like that. Right. And you say you have some of your own equipment? Yeah. I've got FL Studio on my laptop. I've got a Tascam 8-track recorder with CD burner, too. And all they need now is a mixing board. Right. See, I've got, I know Fruit Loop. I've, I've actually used Fruit Loop myself. Um, I love it. Uh, it's actually much easier than some of the other programs that I've used. Yeah, FL Studio is really hard to learn. It, it can be hard to learn, but once you do, you know, it, it moves so smoothly. Um, where do you see yourself in about 10 years? On the radio. On the radio, I mean, as a host or as a, 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 Oh, okay. And if you could, aside from Elvis, if you could bring back, or if you could do a collaboration with a musical artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Well, besides Elvis, it would probably be Frank Sinatra. Mm. Yep, we would be uh, one of the original Rat Pack. And uh, do you ever see yourself getting a pink Cadillac? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've <laughs> always wanted one. 1955. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and of course, finding one that is almost like if here's going to be quite difficult, because if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was actually custom made. And uh, oh, I can't even remember what size engine it had, but I know it was a beast. Yeah. Now, when you're going through your inventory of the song that you try to work on, you've already said your favorite song. Mm -hmm. What is your least favorite Elvis song? Jailhouse Rock. No, I, I kind of agree with that just because that one has been played to death everywhere. Yeah, it has. So, where exactly uh, did you... Where were you living in Ohio when you decided to start working on Elvis? Uh, up in by uh, Wilmington. All right, in Wilmington. Now, that's a small town? Uh, it's, it's not like a big town, but it's pretty big. Right. 
And when you were growing up, you know, before you got into Elvis, um, did you ever see yourself being a singer? No. So Elvis basically changed all that for you. Yes. And one of the things that, you know, I've, I've uh, wondered when it comes to vocal, uh, did you ever do any uh, formal training or any formal lesson? No. You're just self-taught. Yeah, I just taught myself, and my mom helped me a lot because she sing. She was a singer back when she was a teenager. Mm, okay. And with the whole music genre, um, where do you uh, if, if if you could if you could categorize yourself uh, other than being an Elvis? cover artist, what would, what would you categorize yourself as? I mean, gospel singer, um... Gospel, uh, Christian, pop, R&B, country, no rap. I can't stand that. <laughs> well, you know, everybody got their own taste and their own lifestyle. Um, but yeah, you know, what are, your, what are some of the country artists that you like? George Jones, George Strait, Travis Tritt, Midland, all those good country singers. Right. Yeah, I've actually had the chance to watch uh, Randy Travis perform live as well as uh, Charlie Daniels band. Um, you know, I myself, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a country listener, but there are some country out there that I do listen to a lot. And, and, you know, when people look at me, you know, they see my, my long white mohawk, you know, on six foot one frame, you know, just a mean looking biker guy. And they'll hear me, they'll see me just jamming out to Johnny Cash, you know, Waylon Jennings, old Willie Nelson. Not, not his newer stuff, but I definitely was a fan of his older music. Do you play any instrument? Nope. Don't know how. <laughs> Even though I got a guitar, I just don't know how to play. Well, if you're going to be an Elvin person, you better be a. You better start learning how to play guitar. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Well, I uh, I'm kind of keeping an eye out for my wife. Uh, her sister just had a, a little baby girl yesterday morning, so I'm kind of curious to hear stories about her. So. You're working a job, you do Elvis coverage, you're getting ready to open up a record label. What are the other plans you've got set for your future? Uh, write, uh, write more songs, perform like everywhere I, that I can. So you do write your own original song then? Yeah, yeah. I don't only do Elvis covers, I, I, I also do my own. And that, again, that kind of falls into the whole uh, gospel and country. Yeah. Have you ever done anything uh, vocal work for, uh, you know, rock or metal? No, I can't. My voice ain't cut out for rock, even though I try. <laughs> right. Well. <clears throat> Do 
if you could play an instrument, doesn't matter how weird or what country you're from, what's the one instrument you would like to learn to play? Besides get the guitar. Keyboard. Uh, guitar. Keyboard, okay. Keyboard. Yeah, you know, I mean, I remember, if I remember correctly, Elvis could play a, a wide range of instruments. Yeah. You know, because I've seen guitar, him play guitar. Yeah. Piano. Yep. I want to say, I think I might have even seen him, you know, not necessarily playing the bass throughout the whole song. But I think it was like a, a video of him in a recording studio, and he picked up a bass guitar to show, you know, the, the direction he wanted to go. But yeah, the fact that he can play multiple instruments, you know, it's always amazing, along with yeah. the singing, of course. Now, with, with, with the whole idea of uh, starting a uh, label, is your label going to be pretty much just generally country or... Will no, it? No. Uh, no. So you'll pretty no, much other, get about anybody. Yeah, except rap. <laughs> right. Well, I don't really know very many rappers that live out in the country. No, no, I don't either. So, so what do you do in your free time when you're not doing Elvis covers or working? I like to play video games, watch TV, write songs, and... Go fishing. What's the biggest fish you caught? Just a bass. Small mouth or large mouth? Large. Yeah, I, I, you know, like I told you before, you know, I live in Minnesota and we have over 11,000 lakes, so we've got plenty of fishing. I think the biggest fish I ever caught was, uh, was a carp. Ugly looking fish. <laughs> Nasty. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, so what else do you do besides fishing? I mean, are, you say you play games. What game do you play? Uh, baseball, football, basketball, wrestling on the Xbox, not in real life. <laughs> Even though I wanted to be a baseball player before, but that never worked out either. So what were some of the things you did want to be before you locked yourself into uh, singing? Well, I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. Why those? Yeah, especially a cancer specialist. Because mm. I, I wanted to find a cure. Right. Well, we have a lot of people that, you know, especially since the pandemic, have been trying to find things to do to improve their life. Uh, and people are just kind of stuck wondering what to do. What are some of the advice that you would give to people that are looking to start something new? Let's see. Well, just learn the best you can and don't let nobody right. discourage you on not doing it. Right. Well, I know that, you know, sometimes our dream can cost money. And one thing I've always, you know, try to impress upon people is don't worry about the jobs you're getting. Just make sure you get a job that will help you pursue your dream. That's right. And how did you 
get yourself in a state of mind to, okay, you know, here's my job. Here's how much I make a week. This needs to go here and this going to go there. I mean, was that something that you managed to figure out fairly easily or you're still learning or you think still, you've got it? Still learning on that. Right. Well, it's I mean, very I hard for me to save. I, well, I, I can relate to that. I mean, I have some very expensive hobbies myself. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, microphones on average, they cost about what? Ooh, that's a lot. Fifty hundred dollars or up to more. Right, and that's for like, you know, top tier name brand. And you said you wanted to get a mixing board? Yeah, that's gonna cost a lot of money. <laughs> I can I definitely know that for sure because I mean and this kind of goes along with, you know, the idea of chasing dreams. You know, it's one thing to try to find something that's a little bit budget friendly, but you always have to be aware that you get what you pay for. And yeah. sometimes you're going to have to spend a big chunk of money just to get something that'll even get you moving a little bit. That's right. What has been the most expensive thing you had to get so far? FL studio. Now, which version do you have? The producer edition. Okay. So yeah, you're looking at uh, the, what four or five hundred dollars? Yeah, somewhere around that. Yeah, yeah. Because I got uh, I can't forget remember which version I got, but I got one that cost two hundred bucks, and that didn't come with everything. You know, there are those things kind of you have to buy separately. Now, when you were when you're trying to start this uh, the studio, has anybody ever kind of thrown a number at you as to what you're looking at for investment? No, not yet. Mm. Have you talked to a bank? No. Okay. Not yet. Maybe soon. Well, right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, banks are really picky about what they take, uh, what they're willing to take as far as risk. Well, uh, that's almost an hour. Uh, so I think we're going to call it a night here. Uh, is there anything you want to say to anybody out there? Uh, anybody you want to say thank you to? Well, thank you for my friends if they're listening. Yeah, we've had some people pop in. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like I said, uh, tomorrow, the audio of tonight's show will be made available for RSS, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, all the links that are in the description. So do check that out. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to take a swing by Tram on your YouTube channel. That link is available. And look up uh, on his Facebook page and follow him there. Uh, show some support. And, yeah, I think we'll just have you hang out in the back room real quick while I close this out. And uh, we'll call it a night. All right. All right. Well, thanks again for stopping by. And I will talk to you in just a moment. Okay. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's another episode of Under the Streetlight, and I will be back soon. I, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off. I do have family coming up, uh, so I'm not exactly sure when the next episode will be up, but I will keep you all appraised, uh, up, updated. And 
as I always say, be smart, be safe, and think about how you treat people because you never know your kind action might be the one thing that changes somebody's life. So until next time, hopefully I'll catch you under the streetlight. light. <laughs>